What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today! At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Forever. Dog. I mean, I feel like the obvious way to start this is to ask, like, who's your top five? Okay. But I, so. but I feel like, but but but, but question. I'm not gonna tell y'all what top five. I just want to see what list yeah. y'all start making. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie it was rappers, right? Like that was the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, rappers. Yeah, well, we comedians whole, and actors. But it we can, can be anybody, whatever. right? Like, like when you ask be, who's in your top five, it can be anybody. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, but they were talking about rappers, so that's what I'm gonna go with. All right, here we go. <laughs> Will Smith, no. <laughs> but that's for real in your top five. Don't pretend. Don't yeah. pretend. I mean, top five favorite or the best? It's like, is it like who are your favorite top five? You know, I think it's who go, your yeah. favorite. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think face. it's about who's the best. It's about like who who okay. hits it for you. Yeah. If it's my favorite, if it's actually my favorite, then it re- then then. Will Smith is in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Kanye. Um, uh, Will Smith, Kanye, Nelly. It'll be I real. Get it. I get it. I get you know, it. Want to take a ride with me? I get it. <laughs> I get it. Come on. I get it. I get it. Uh, Talib Kuli and, and Biggie. Okay, with the Biggie. Oh, good, good. You got, you got Biggie in the top five? You know, I don't know mine, honestly. You know, because it's tough. You can put S Club 7 in yours, James. Because, see, because that's what I'm talking about. Because I'm saying, <laughs> you like, can. you know, because we're talking can. rappers. Bradley from S Club 7 can, you know, he spit bars, okay? Well, you can, you can spit- go your best, your best musicians your favorite can I, can I be really can i be really rude and say that number six i think actually is eminem no yeah eminem i is, mean well no because that's great if, if we're doing if we're doing my top five i was trying to think of like what are albums that i actually bought like who are people that i like was c- consistently listening to eminem was one outcast kanye jay-z oh, outcast. Outcast. um Damn. and like and the one more, right? One more, somebody Damn, that I would outcast. consistently bought. DMX. Ooh, DMX. Oh, DMX. DMX. Sounds good too. Damn, I like that. See, I don't even know. You know what? But I, I you know what? I'm, I'm a pivot. I've been thinking about my top five <laughs> actors because I've been thinking about that recently. Because someone was like, "Who would you want to work with?" I was like, "Well, it's got to be." And this list is no particular order. Will is in that jump. Jack Nicholson is in there. Uh. Um, Denzel's in there, 
Viola Davis is in there. And um and uh oh my god. I think I actually would put Eddie Murphy in there. And wow. not because I think he's one of my favorite actors, because I think those are people. I think I want to be in a scene with because I always. You're think just talking about who you want to work with. This is so different. When it's, <laughs> so it's when a specific top five. Also, <laughs> would you still want to work with Jack Nicholson? Like, I mean, I know he does, but you know what? See, that's why it's so tricky because it's like it's the people who inspire, but also because Eddie did a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's not like Eddie isn't a good actor, but also if you are in a, able to be in a scene opposite one of them. Ooh, could you imagine? No, honestly, could you imagine? honestly, I, I can't. I I would probably crumble under that pressure. Oh my god! Any of those, any of those people, f- f- completely could you, just. Could you imagine being in the scene and like Viola Davis's character is mad at you, <laughs> like like, and she's mad at you, or you disappointed her? Like I just finished um, How well, to Get Away with Murder. Is- that's it. It's easier to be in a scene with Viola Davis being mad at you and acting that than it is being in a scene where you have to talk back to Viola. Davis. Yeah, that's no the way. exact thought I had when oh he said God, that. Oh my God, you're like, right. If I have to be you're mad right. back. You're right. Then I'd be like, oh, well, this is going to look fake. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Oh my God, I never thought about Could you imagine having to yell at Morgan Freeman in a movie? The voice, the voice of God in so many films is like Morgan Freeman, if you don't shut the hell up. <laughs> hey, stop calling him Morgan Freeman. Stop calling his name. I can't. Name, uh, I'm sorry. Just, I just looked at him. His name is Marcus. <laughs> his name is Marcus in this film. God damn it, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> wow. Or if you had real. to, could you imagine if Will Smith was a character he actually played a villain? So you had to hate Will Smith in a movie, and it's like <laughs> But it's what you mean? Maybe those kids does like we don't know what those kids did in that building. He maybe he had to set it on fire. Like <laughs> you, you just you start, start defending him. <laughs> like you you're don't going know. off script. You're going hey, you're going off script again. You you're def- keep defending him and he's the villain. Have you have you seen have you seen Timmy at the crafty line? All right, he's a little <laughs> asshole. He deserved to be in <laughs> crafty. <laughs> That's not on film. We're not. Oh man, this would be great. Yeah, are you gonna actually give us your rappers or no? You don't. I mean, don't. I mean, my rappers are the thing is because my number one rapper is Kanye West, but I dislike Kanye personally so much. I yeah. don't like he like Kanye college young adult life. It was Kanye yeah. West, Kanye West, Jay Z, Outkast. Um, I I did I did grow up with Three Six Mafia. Oh, come so, on with the Three so, Six. So, I, I so like, Three I like Six, six Mafia. So Three Six um, was a big deal to me, uh, and then all. I'm not gonna lie, like, ah, I always, I always, it's always tough for me to pick between Big and Pac, but I do think for me growing up, I think because of Pac's like sporadic, the sporadicness of what he talked about, like some days he'd be like, dear mama, some days it would be like, fuck everybody, some days it'd right. just be like, I get around. So it's like, I think I go with Pac because he just felt like he was doing the most. Yeah. Um, is that my five? Ah, yeah. And then you get it, and then you. Oh, everyone gets a six. Oh, you get a six. We all get a six. Okay, Bradley from S Club Seven, baby. Come on. No, no, don't do that. (laughs) That's who your six is. No, it's not. He's just. That's who your six is. Number six. Bradley from S Club. (laughs) (laughs) I think. I think my number six. Good with the bad, the happy with the sad, and don't get mad if things don't go the way you planned it. 
Oh, I, shit. I think, I think wow. my top six. Can I, can I do one? I have a cheat. Wow. My top six is technically Little John, but I, but I include everybody. In the in the down south, little John. John. No, 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 come on, no, 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 come on, come on, come on. My my top six, my number six, little John will be number seven. Number six is ludicrous. Yeah, oh, I, that's, oh, my actually, that's my six. That's my I'm sorry. Six too. Hold on, I I can't believe I blinked on ludicrous. I'm Yo. completely bumping Nelly out and putting ludicrous. In. He never went nowhere, but they're saying Luda's back. You know what I'm Yo, saying? That's true. And I base Luda's yeah. Luda's music. There are certain songs where I'm like, I'm not a violent person. I'm not a hype person. But if you play Move, bitch, I'm out here pushing everybody. No, ludicrous <laughs> is. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but if I I'm, go to seven, if I go to seven, then then Brad, oh snap, okay. Bradley's my number Brad, seven. Stop it, James. <laughs> I'm so mad that he just wrapped that off the top. Five. I know. I don't even know who. Wow. <laughs> Why do you always do it when we in the middle of a conversation? <laughs> no, I. What do you mean? I, I was just. I was saying that I was mad because James was rapping. It was just like he just did that off the top five. <laughs> Why do you, why do you throw in five like bars? Yo. You had it was five bars. Is that what it was? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you just threw. It was five. Just like bars. right up the top five. Yo, bars of music that you did. Anyway, okay. we should start the show. Wow. <laughs> I'm just honestly mad at this one because I I thought we were having a conversation and I just heard the five and I instantly got sad. All right. Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City! Smile! Though your heart is breaking. What? Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yo, check this out. Check this out. <laughs> My favorite was he asked him if he had a minute before. He... <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm in prison. How? And nigga, I'm in jail. How rude, how rude is it that he got DMX to, like, DMX agreed to be in this movie, but ain't nobody said DMX in their top five. And they had, <laughs> no. like, 12 oh, people talk point. about their top five. Also, DMX was, the, wait, like, DMX yo, was in How many James people said... Yeah, he was in my town. Okay, okay, at least we had him in ours. At okay, least we got him. At least we had him in ours. I was, I was a little, like, I was a little annoyed how many people said KRS1, because I was just like, all right, we get it. Like, he's one of the... You're authentic. But come on now. Ain't nobody, not, I don't believe this many people listen yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> like, push a daily, like, I just don't I believe it. Push, push a T's in my top. Honestly, Goonie Nikki, <laughs> like, when Nikki's doing, like, when Nikki's in goon mode, fire. Like I, I can't with no one Like when Goon, when she's not making pop, when she's doing Goon, bruh. That's true. Uh E40. I mean, half the time I listen to Meg, Meg actually, sounds like such a Houston rapper. I'm like, yeah, I get where you from, Meg. You fight. Like, this is tough. Actually, Proof from yeah, D12. No one said no one said Missy Elliott. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, no yeah, one Missy? said Missy Elliott. Damn. Missy. Which is rude. Yeah. I can't remember top Proof? five, yeah. Proof. I do remember D12. Proof. Yeah. I do. Man, I thought he when he went solo and then he didn't he didn't do well when he went solo and then of course he of course was shot um but i was like yo he's really good i was really looking forward to his solo career kim 
Lil' Kim, bro. I'm yeah. the only one tell. Lil Yo, Kim. this list is hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Actually, I do have to knock out Will Smith and put Missy Elliott in now that I You're right. That. I Missy's fine. Because you're always going to change your top. Like, you're always going to. Here's the thing. I love a couple of Will Smith songs, but he's just clearly not a top five rapper. Yeah. Like, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> no. But he could be your even, top. Yeah, even. Yeah, he's I allowed like to be him. in somebody's top. Yeah. No, I he's mean, allowed to be. Anyway. I, w- I will say Little Kim was a part of my, like, so many. I didn't know what sexiness was. When I was watching Little Kim, but I was like, I, your lyrics are good, but something about you, mm-hmm. I'm so drawn to. And I was like, oh man, she was a part of like the sexual awakening. You know what I mean? The poster for hardcore. I was like, Phew. I bought I, I bought mean, cassette tapes for that. After that, I was I like, mean, Shit, Lady me... Lady Marmalade. Oh come on, I mean, brother! Come on, come on, brother! <laughs> and she's fire. Rapper in that song. Yo, okay, Lil Wayne I mean, Chris, also. Chris Lil Rock. Wayne. Chris is in my top five. Chris is Lil my Wayne's number one. Great. Like <laughs> he's outside the top five. I'm saying comedians. Okay, Chris. Oh, Chris Rock is my comedians. number one. Chris Rock's my number well, of one. Of course. Uh, I, I think Richard Pryor is my number one, but I think Chris Rock is number two. Um, Richard's my George. Two. George Carlin. That's my four. Um, Chappelle's actually six for me. Chappelle's. Chappelle's actually Chappelle's six. five for me. Who is four? Oh, would he be five or My six? Goodness. Because okay, Eddie's well, in there. Martin Lawrence is up there. Oh, Martin, shit. Um, I mean, Cat Williams. <laughs> I mean, Cat. Every, I've consistently laughed throughout all of his special. Like, I don't think there's anybody like that for me where, like, just everything they say, I'm dying laughing. He, yeah. he, Ellen, he, Ellen DeGeneres is my four. Okay. Kevin Hart is. In my top five somewhere. I mean, Kevin's up there. Yep. Kevin, Kevin's number six, I guess, for me. I mean, Kevin has kept... My thing about Kevin is he did something that was so interesting where it's like, when we do improv, we always had these callbacks. But Kevin, to me, perfected the callback in stand-up. Where yeah. it's like, I know your catchphrases by the end of the special because you you have me saying it by the end of the special. <laughs> There's one. What's the one where when he's in the gray suit, that one, I think he does callbacks it's like the bat. Like he he spends the whole first half like just setting stuff up, and then <laughs> Wait, at exactly the funny? halfway mark, he just starts knocking down all the callbacks, and it's like so funny. And yeah. they're also callbacks to other specials. It's so that that one particularly with callbacks. Is, I got to look that up to figure out. I'm trying to see which one you mean. I mean, he's got a ton. Um, and, but yeah. and even in this in this movie, just everything he said, I was just laughing. <laughs> it was True. like I was. I mean, just, oh, he was so funny in this. Um, oh, by the way, for those listening to the first for the first time, my name is Jonathan. My name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Draw Milligan. I'm James the Third. God, okay. why? he's always why? happy. Uh, we why? are a film review podcast. We actually review films. <laughs> we talk about uh, leading yeah. black actors in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, in the context of race and diversity. And today, we are reviewing the 2014 film Top 5, starring Chris Rock and Rosario Dawson. It also has every, every one of Chris everybody. Rock's friends. <laughs> everybody. So Whoopi many Goldberg, people. Tracy Morgan, uh, Leslie Jones, a bunch Jay of cameos. Kevin. Kevin Smooth is, an, is another main character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, always great. JB Smooth is so funny, too. There are certain... It's so interesting, because there are certain comedians who... Um, I don't like. I don't think they have any like a memorable special. But if you were to say, "Hey, 
you have like 15 minutes to show somebody that con- like indoor comedy is hilarious. I yeah. would I would pick like JB Smoove or Sinbad. You know what I mean? Like there are certain yeah, yeah, comedians yeah. who are like no matter what their material is, what night it is, they're always going to be funny because they're just like funny, funny people. I think Kevin Hart's like that too. Also, they have unique voices. Like if I was to close my eyes and just listen to JB Smooth tell jokes or just talk him like he has a funny voice, like Kevin's cadence is so funny. Chris Rock's cadence is hilarious. You know what I mean? Like I remember listening to Shamore and the way she talks about stuff it's like it's so sexual, but yet so funny at the same time. And I'm like, this matters. Like, I remember, I remember Monique growing up, and like my aunts loved her because Monique had that like, she sounded like an auntie, just like an aggressive ass auntie. And I'm like, yo, I think that's the beauty of comedy. What comedy? How we do stand up after this? How you know? Shit. Hey, we got it. <laughs> everybody going outside. Everybody doing it outside. It's fine. Yeah. We good. We good. Are they Yo, doing it here in LA now? Are, are they outdoor? Yeah, comedies? yeah, they're doing outdoor yeah. stuff in LA. Yeah, they're outdoor, outdoor uh, stuff. Oh um, shit! Uh, oh, okay, back on track. Anyway, top five. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me just run down this real quick because uh, this film uh, it was written and directed by Chris Rock, obviously starring Chris Rock as well. Um, it had an eighty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it had a sixty-four percent audience score interesting um it like i remember like it was in the conversation for awards but it didn't actually get nominated for any like big awards except for i think new york critic awards um and let's see box office wise it grossed 26 million dollars off of it's let's see this says 12 million dollar budget so you know oh bernie mac god sorry uh (laughs) I just thought about. Oof. I just thought of. I, it's, I just. Bernie Mac is. Bernie Mac has one of the funniest sets of all time, for sure. Uh, well, so everyone Late knows. Great. One of the great reasons for doing this movie is, you know, Chris Rock had that wonderful interview coming out because Fargo, Fargo was dropping, and it's like, yo, my man. I remember seeing this movie in theaters, and I was like, it felt personal, and I think that was the the beauty of Tambourine. Like, I know some people didn't feel like it was as funny, but it felt like a, a, a person who is now in their 50s reflecting on life, which I think is kind of like what I think should happen to almost every artist. Like, if you're a rapper, it's like, I can't listen to you talk about selling drugs at 42. Like, you're rich. Right. Talk about what your life is like now. And I think that's what Tambourine was. And I think even this movie is like, you know, reading that article, what, was it The Hollywood Reporter? Is that what it was, Bray? Because you sent it. It was a variety. Yeah. It was Hollywood a Reporter. Hollywood Reporter. Like, even him talking about this movie. This movie came out before Birth of a Nation did, or The Birth of a Nation. And I was like... Right. He he did so much this, and then even him talking about Tyler Perry doing Boo, the fact that Boo came from, like, the joke in this, is like, there's so much... So much was in this movie that I think was just ahead of his time. Um, oh, goodness. That's, I guess that's my... I guess I'm gonna just jump into my my initial thought. I love <laughs> I love this movie. Like, I think, it's, I think it's super smart. I love all the cameos. I love seeing... Um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld toss money in a strip club and then get robbed by a stripper. I think that's mad funny to me. I love seeing Adam Sandler talk about, "Hey, get that prenup. Did you get it? Shit! Like that's like that's yeah. funny. I think. <laughs> yeah, I did. And, and <laughs> to me, I mean, just seeing the character deal with. Do you find yourself being funny 
outside of drink. Like to me, it's like I cannot do when we did uh, improv. There was no night I could do it without having two glasses of wine before getting on stage. It was just a tradition. I felt like if I didn't do it, I wasn't loose. So I understand that. Seeing Rosario Dawson, who is always good, elevate scenes, especially at the end. I was like, this is great. Um, and also, I love her Cinderella. I always think about Spinderella. And I was like, yo, there's something very important about this Cinderella like story that I think is cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm all the way in for it. I uh, love this movie. Um, when I saw it in 2014 or maybe 2015, whenever, because I didn't see it in theaters, I saw it. Um, after the fact, I was like, oh, yeah, this movie's like fine. And oh, look at how cool all these cameos are. But I wasn't like, I was, I didn't love it then. Mm-hmm. But watching it now, I just, I, I'm, you know, in just a, in a different place and thinking about like what he was, what someone like that could have been going through. And like, I don't know, it just, it hit different watching it, watching it now. Like, I, I have mad respect for it. I really feel like it's 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 a great story um, that deals with the highs and lows and like and yeah, identified with all of that. Like, oh, I don't not feeling funny anymore. What, like like lashing out for like trying so hard to change his his whole outward persona just because you know he's in a different place in his life and and is scared and doesn't know if he can do it. Um, I loved how I love how everyone showed up for this movie. Everybody was just like, "Yeah, I'll do a scene." Like so many people just did, uh, you know, a few hours work on this yeah. movie. Like, um, and I r- loved that. Um, my only, I have one note for the movie, and it's just I, I didn't like that he went up and just did stand up, and it was like polished stand up. <laughs> That's the only problem I have with it. I was like, oh, I would have, lo- I would have loved for it to be like a little bit more. I've seen people at that level get up and like be actually trying something you know and like it would have been nice to see that that being said i mean the comedy of course was was is super funny um and like and yeah and the cinderella thing hit different this time and and like his connection to rosario and i don't know it it, just watching it now i have like mad respect for it and i feel like when i first saw it it just hit me at a different it was i was at a different point in my life and at a different level of had a different uh, perspective Right. Nice. Yeah, I. It's interesting. I. I like. Yeah. This. I think this movie is great. I mean, it's very. It's very easy to watch. It's like very enjoyable. Um. Um. I think I saw it. I, I think I also saw it in a different light the first time I saw it because. Just the nature of, you know, the award seasons and like our, you know, I personally get like too focused on that sometimes, and so whenever there's like a black movie up for awards, I'm like, Oh man, hopefully like this will be one that like wins stuff. I think this was around the same year that I wonder what actually, no, it was before 12. It was uh, after 12 years sleep. I'm trying to remember what came out in 2014. Oh, but this Oscars was the Oscar. So white. So yeah. this was a year. This was an Oscar. So white year. And it was like, and I remember going like, this is great, but it's like not going to, cause it's a comedy. It's like not, it's not, it's not meant for awards. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was tough because they were pushing it in that regard, but it just wasn't an awards type movie. Um, and so when you like remove that kind of stigma, then like this is such an enjoyable film. It's also super personal because like, I, I like, I don't know. I don't know how much 
what was going on, but like Chris Rock clearly got a divorce after this film came out. And like, it, it like, especially looking back at it now, I'm like, man, like he must've been thinking all of these thoughts, you know, and like working something out with this script, um, which is interesting. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's a comment. I don't know if it was necessarily a commentary on his wife. Like, I don't know if Gabrielle Union was, was like actually, you know what I mean? Like similar in that mm-hmm. regard, but, um, but it was also like him, like looking at himself and like being like, you know, I, I, I remember when this movie came out, I remember like maybe a year or two before, um, I had seen Chris Rock do stand up at, um, uh, UCB at Whiplash, and he what? said a yeah, and he said a similar Whiplash was a great sh- what a great show that was, man, dude. Wow. So it was a f- completely free show Mondays at eleven, show. and they had so many great comedians drop in, and Chris and there was this one rock there was this one night where there was so many great people, and Chris Rock was one of them, and he said the exact same thing he said in this movie. He came out, and everyone went wild, obviously, because Chris Rock. And then he was like, you guys need to like lower your, like, this is not going to be good. You really need to lower your expectations. (laughs) Like it was very similar. But then, but then he started telling jokes and one of them was in the, his newer, his Netflix special with the uh, 9-11 thing about like, why did they build the trade? Why did they build that like towers there? Give it don't (laughs) duck. He said, yeah, duck. And he said that during this set and it was so funny. And I was like, this dude is a, comedic genius anyway so it was i i i remember just thinking and also like the late great kevin barnett was in this uh yes. like, brief cameo and and i just remember this was like a time where it was like you know leslie jones had just gotten on michael che had just gotten on snl you know it was like it just felt like he was like i don't know it, it was really it was there was like felt like a little passing of the torch it was like an honoring of all these different black comedians so it's so it's super personal. So and you can feel it in the movie. I think it's really nice. The only critique I, I have, and honestly, it's not really fair, but I do. I'm just gonna say because I do think about it, is that I, I just think that Chris Rock's acting ability is somewhat limited. So there are certain moments in the movie that I was like, it felt slightly off, and I I appreciate it the relationship with him and Rosario Dawson way more this time, the second time, like the second time watching it. The first time I really didn't feel it this time. I felt it a little more. Um, but I was also noticing like, man, Rosario Dawson is such a good actor. Gabriel union is such a good actor. Like he had like really great actors surrounding it. Like the women were really great actors. And then he has all these funny comedians who just get to do comedy. They don't have to really do anything else. And then Chris Rock has to both do the comedy, like a lot of the stuff he says feel like stand up, but then, but then when we get to the acting moments, he's like kind of it's like there, but you know not, you know there's just a slight limitation. Um, but it's funny because like the movie talk anyway. I'm talking too much, but I, I like <laughs> I, I really do like this movie. No, but I think you're right. But I also think it's one of those things where like, because also I think because. He's in. He's doing a lot of these emotional scenes against Rosario Dawson, who's been acting since. Yeah, I mean, yeah. kids. It's kind like, of unfair. Yeah, it's like <laughs> kids. I mean, that final scene. She is so good, and I'm like, oh yeah, you've been acting since you were like 12 or 13. <laughs> uh, this makes total sense. Uh, 
but yeah, wait, what happens at the beginning of this movie? Yeah, it opens with them like walking down the street. Oh my goodness, I definitely right. miss New York. Man, I made me miss New York. It makes me miss movie. New York. It makes me not want to be in quarantine. <laughs> I know, yeah. just being out. I, I was just like, all this stuff was like painful to watch. But yeah, the yeah, it, 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 it's actually a scene that's in the like in the middle of the movie, but they showed in the beginning. The, ed- the editing of this was interesting. I think it did help. I, I can. I can see them in the edit room going like, we need to spice this up a little bit. It's just a little too, you know, and, and, and somehow like the, the ways in which they like cut stuff together did like, I don't know. It gave it a little jolt. I appreciated that. Like even this, like the way that it starts, it starts with him in the middle of this interview. Um, and, and they're talking about like everything matters, like a you know, like a movie. It's just the she's like it's just the movies. Like no, like it's saying everything's saying something. A movie, a book, a yeah. song, you know. Um, and yeah, and then he's like something's changed, and he does the taxi thing. But that's something interesting because I feel like he talks about. I feel like there are a lot of important storylines in the movie. Like again, having a having a stand up. For some reason, I thought about Martin Lawrence a lot. Um, while watching this movie, yeah, because of you know, if you take out alcohol, and I know Chris Rock from that article and Tambourine, like he wasn't addicted to alcohol, but he was addicted to porn, right? And so I feel like you know, Martin had a big drug problem. I feel like everyone has this thing, and I feel like sometimes it it's interesting to have a person be known, but feel like they can't be great at the thing without the drug or or assistance of something else. You know, like there's so many painters where like, oh, I can't paint my, my child was my inspiration. My child passed away. I can't do the thing. And like, then all of a sudden it's like, who are you at that point? You know, um, I thought that was very fascinating. And also how they handled, how they handled Gabrielle Union, I thought was very interesting because when she finally got to talk about herself at the end, I was like, oh, maybe this is, I think about social media people, like maybe there is something to it. It's like your life's gratification may seem like it comes from taking these selfies and flat tummy tees, but at the end of the day, like this is the essence of who you are now because so much of who you think you are is attached to this one thing. Like all these celebrities who are famous and they're not famous anymore. It's like, who are you when you don't got the thing? Um, so I think it's something really fascinating to some of the morals and, and, and things he wanted to hit. Right. He's just so smart, man. He's mad smart, dog. <laughs> like Chris Rock is super smart. His acting, yes. I think when we see Fargo and stuff, I think it's going to be better because the whole season is a drama with him as the lead. Um, but I think this was a step. I think this was the step into the new direction for Chris Rock. It was like motherfucker with the hat. This movie, and now I'm an adult, and you know, yeah. This was the the foray into that. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, man, you know, I just had a job end, which, you know, I was very fortunate to have. But it's so funny how quickly stress starts to accumulate (laughs) when you're not working. It's too much. It's too much. It's heavy. You know. I got the the shakes um, and, you know, the, the heart palpitations, all of it. I, I agree. I will say I've had the benefit of not being unemployed this long since 2009. And I, what are we in April? Uh, soon to be May. And mm-hmm. I have not had a paycheck all of 2024. 
Uh, so this is the most stress I've ever had. My parents may need to get an aid. And I'm like, where, wh- who's coming to save the day? So stress is high. Anxiety yeah. is high. And, you know, sometimes to talk about this stress, therapy can be a safe space. Like, get that stuff off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down, you know, instead of just keeping it all bottled up and feeling like you have to hold everything inside. I know therapy has helped me. I, I kind of, I almost look at it as like check in. Like, sometimes I'm just, I got a lot to say, sometimes not so much, but it's like, it is super, super helpful. Yeah. I appreciate getting the, the tools to like kind of understand my, the mechanism of how I'm, of how I'm behaving, you know, and reacting mm-hmm. in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use BetterHelp and Timothy, black male therapist saves the day because he gets it, man. I'm like, you know what? Thank you, bro. But sometimes it's just 30 minutes of just me rambling. And I'm like, oh, you didn't even say hello yet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, keep going. I'm like, thank you. Yes. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient and flexible. It's suited to your schedule, which is absolutely uh, essential these days. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you want, switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com jump today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash jump. You gotta jump to get that better help. Better help. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast Smartless on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartless! Don't miss our new series, Smartless on the Road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by the new Disney Plus original series, American Born Chinese. Based on the graphic novel by Jean Luen Yang, American Born Chinese tells the story of an average teenager that becomes entangled in a battle with Chinese mythological gods. This star-studded cast includes Academy Award winners Michelle Yeoh and Ki Hoi Kwan, plus Daniel Wu, Jim Liu, and Ben Wang. American Born Chinese, premiering May 24, exclusively on Disney Plus. Um, yeah, like, so, and, and the movies, the, for those who haven't seen it, the movies, um, plot is pretty simple. It's like, 
Chris Rock is playing basically a version of himself. He's a famous comedian who's done movies. He has a series of Hammy. like really yeah, <laughs> this film called Hammy, where he just dresses up as a bear. You know, you know, it's kind of like Big Bama, or you know, it's like just those silly movies that don't really mean much. And he wants to get into some more serious stuff. He and we find out like he stopped doing comedy, like he hasn't done stand up in a long time. Um, people keep asking why they still see him as a comedian and he has this movie coming out, um, where he's a, uh, it's about the Haitian revolution, (laughs) like Haitian slave rebellion. Uh, and it's clear that nobody's going to see it. And then he also is getting married to his wife, a celebrity who's a reality television star. And so their marriage is being broadcast. So it's like a little bit of like keeping the Kardashians in there. Uh, keeping up with the Kardashians in there uh, and like a lot of people implying that his marriage isn't real. Um, and he's like taking offense to that, but you can kind of see throughout the movie that he like also believes that it's not really that real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and then it's just like him and this reporter, Rosario Dawson for the New York times. who's just doing this interview with him the whole day. Um, and he's mad at the New York times. Yeah. So what, what do we, I mean, I guess we'll just. I guess we should just talk about the like scenes and stuff because like uh, yeah. the actual thread line is not that important. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I loved every time he walked around Manhattan and someone go, "Hey, Hammy, hey, Hammy, yeah, hey, Hammy." Like, every so time true. he was in a public, every time he was it, the whole movie, people would be staring at him or calling him Hammy or asking him when he was going to do another Hammy movie. One time, the the one part that really stuck out to me was when he was like, when they were like getting hot dogs or whatever the whatever the street food that they, they were getting, and just the next person in line, they're only in the movie for a second, but all they did was stare directly into his face as they walked up to get it, and it was just such a like a detail of just like yeah, like he's huge and everyone he always has eyes on him and like the the pressure of that you know. Um, I mean, my favorite sequence—not favorite, but one of my favorites—is the sequence with Cedric. Like, when do you know you need to get help? And then Cedric shows up as like this pimp dude, man. I don't even know what you call this guy. Like, hey, man, I'm the man of Houston, man. I'm the man of Houston. <laughs> and he kept saying it. Hey, man, you mind if I get that? Why am I get someone? Like, they they locked the hangers. They got the lock. They got the. All right, see you later, dog. They got the. I mean, he was so fun. There are so many comedians in here that star like Cedric. Cedric's one of those people you're just like, my God, like he can be funny whenever he wants to be. He just has it on lock. JB Smooth, the same way. He was just like, he could be funny whenever he wants. Like it was so, he was so good in this movie. And I thought JB Smooth had a lot of great moments as the like, friend for a long time like Mm -hmm. like i mean this is skipping way ahead but like at the end when he gets out of when chris rock gets out of jail and jb smooth is just like hey man when you get one call call me you know (laughs) it was like so real it was like it was like you could feel the hurt but you could also be like i'm here for you like you know like don't act like like i'm your friend like why are you gonna call your agent or whatever you know your wife like your, your wife you know yeah I mean, that's um, so real, though. Yeah. Like, could you imagine, like, think about it. Like, 
when you make it big, you know exactly the the friends from back home who you got to bring with you. Like, not even have to, but it's like, I mean, you got to be there. Like, it's just, no, yeah, it's, just it's not it's not have to out of obligation. It's, yeah, like, it's just like, but I, I, if you're not there, then I'm not going <laughs> to. Like, what are we doing? I will. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that's so fascinating. And then even, and we said Kevin Hart shows up for like three minutes. And my man, like, <laughs> That you can't get five saying nigga to a nigga. <laughs> he goes over, he closes the door. <laughs> and the whole time, people are running in the background. Hey, where am I going? Zoom What's happening? <laughs> Bitch still's enough. Nobody tells me shit. <laughs> his headset, his headset's falling off the whole time. I also and love like, I that his you. agent, like, very plainly is telling him, like, has been telling him... <laughs> everything wrong like every step he shouldn't take in his career and he took all of them like every single thing he's like i have openly told you not to do this like i sent the email so funny. i sent the email so it was proof that i told this nigga not to do it yeah. <laughs> i said i i risked it i said nigga on an email and he's like well you can't get in trouble for saying nigga to a nigga Nigga, what you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Closes the door. <laughs> nigga, of course you can get in trouble for saying nigga to a nigga. Yeah, you think a black person right, own this company? <laughs> like, that's so real. <laughs> that's, that's sometimes I feel like I have conversations even with job where like I I realize that other people are listening and I can't. I have to check myself. Like there's sometimes I'm on like a Zoom with Shantae or something, and I'm like, nigga, what are you? Ah, mm, and I just feel like. I can say this to you, but I'm looking and there's four other people on the Zoom that ain't black, so I just got to, ooh, I can't, I can't say the words that I want to say out my mouth. Like, nigga, why are you? Oh, that's so good. Also, isn't Chris Rock, like, I, I feel like I heard some crazy story where, like, like, what is the passing of the torch? Like, you know, the, like, Eddie put Chris on, but then when Chris um, was, I think, after he did, in Living Color and he was doing stand-up. Like he like unbeknownst put on like Martin, but then he also found Leslie Jones. Like I love hearing a story about like a dude who like can vouch for other people. Like even in that Hollywood Reporter yeah. article, he talks about, yo, there's people who I got in that movie. You know, it's like I can never tell you because that's messed up, but he's like, people will call me as the black friend. And like I will put this person in the movie. Right. I think about that a lot though, right? Like the the you know, I don't do stand-up anymore, but, like, if you're doing stand-up and you need somebody to open for you, you, like, you need them to be good. Like, you need them to not suck, <laughs> you know? Like, you need to have somebody who you who you know can really get the crowd going. And then also probably to some degree, you're, like, it's either you're, like, ah, I know I have to top that. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. or you're like or you know they're gonna get it to a place where you can like come out and like and then do your thing and destroy it right but like you don't want like <laughs> you don't want like some non some like non-starter to come out and like right fuck up your whole energy in the room <laughs> but I always think about like what happens like for instance this movie had all these great black comedians and then even you know Chris Rock Adam Sand I mean um Adam Sandler and um, Jerry Seinfeld, but I keep thinking like, what does our top five look like when we're late 40s, 50? Because I think for our generation, there were so many different outlets to comedy. Like, I feel like, I mean, probably all of us started doing stand-up, like then got into sketch, then started writing, some were direct, whereas like, I feel like at this 
at that juncture in life, stand-up was the main focus, and then you were able to branch out into other things where I felt like before you were selling our stadiums, we had an opportunity to do something else. You know what I mean? Like a lot of our friends who were really dope stand-ups took the opportunity to do other shit. So it was like in the movie, in our top five, you would have a bunch of writers. Like you would have, you know, yeah, like sketch top performers. Five comedians now means it would like, be comedy. Who wrote that great internet sketch? You know, that sketch yeah. that went viral is in your top five, or like yeah. a TikTok star or something. I mean, there are still like stand-ups you put out, but yeah, I know what you mean though, because it's like you can get. It's weird. Like we live in this time where more people can be on television and write for television, like way more than before. Yeah. But you're not as famous. No one like there are very few people as famous. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like like a Sam J been time. writing for years. Like Sam J had her special, but like. Sam J for the last two, three years has been writing on SNL. You know what I mean? Like, so I always think about you have all these dope comics, but everyone, like Janelle James is writing, you know, but still doing stand up. But it's like we have so many. But that's what I mean. Like, Sam J, I mean, we went to the JFL that Sam J performed at. Oh, yeah. For New Faces. That was like 2017. Yeah, that was just a handful of years ago. And then, like, that was the other day. Yeah. Like, and it's interesting. Um, like, Ali Wong, for instance. Ali Wong had an incredible stand... I mean, has, has had two incredible Netflix stand-up specials. But, like, isn't going to be, like, a... It's still not going to be as big as, like, you know, a, 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 like a Chris Rock or, or even an Ellen or even... I mean, maybe I get... Maybe... I don't know if you would consider Ali as big as, like, Wanda Sykes, but, like... I don't know. It just feels like it feels a little different. Like, because you, feels, we don't have. Yeah. It felt like before. Again, like before for me, it's like because there were less writing jobs, like you said, Bray. Uh, a lot of stand ups they had to tour, so they were constantly doing it. But now, if you're a funny stand up or a funny comedian, period, someone's going to be like, "Hey, come write for me on this show," and then you got to do stand up in your spare time, you know what I mean? Because you're probably working so much and you're doing so much comedy. And I think about, you're a good point about Ali Wong. Ali Wong has written a bunch of stuff, but now what it's probably right. going to do to make Ali Wong a household name for real, for real, is she's going to have to get the Ali Wong show, the sitcom that has her name on it, right. you know? Yeah, like, it's a little less, I mean, like, I guess like Ali, but Ali Wong stand-up did like make her popular, but it's not as popular as like a huge, like HBO specials don't mean as much today. <laughs> I say that yeah. with my, it doesn't, it's, obviously. And, no, but it's also, it, no, it, there is an oversaturation of stand-up comedy as well, right? Like, like for as, like there are now more writing jobs. So people that do stand-up are doing stand-up less, but then there's also, you know, with Netflix being like, we're going to have a, a stand-up special released every week and and and, ha- and and sort of taking up that. I mean, Comedy Central Presents still happens on occasion, and, and but HBO's not doing like their little, they're not doing their half hours anymore. And like, um, you know, but there's still so much stand-up. Like, pe- like, like people that have a Netflix account that probably wouldn't watch, that may not watch stand-up are like being shown stand-up all the time now you know like and you oh, can hey. see stand-up you could see world comedian stand-ups like i know yeah. who hannah gatsby yeah, is like you can see like they can be popular without even coming here and doing the circuit here like 
like uh yeah there's a bunch of british comedians that i that i've seen specials for like they have that like yeah i, I don't know it's, it's that's kind of a cool thing yeah, yeah i mean it's just interesting because i think about like that scene the two scenes that were really cool was the scene at i guess tracy morgan's house and then that scene in the club because when you think about that table that table had whoopi goldberg jerry seinfeld adam Sandler, and chris rock and then However, people will talk about Adam Sandler movies. We all know that his movies do extremely well yeah. on Netflix, and also that dude has been around since his early twenties. And I mean, for me, a lot of my upcoming comedy was Waterboy, was Billy Madison, was The Wedding Singer, and to see that table is like these are stand-up greats. Like, I always just think about what I don't know. It made me really reflective. Like, what is our 30 years from now going to look like? Right. And not in a bad way. I just, it's just interesting because I think we're just, our generation is different. I think, I think we had to be a little bit more multi, like we had to do a little bit different things. Like before you could be a singer, actor, you know, dancer, but now it's like, you got to direct, you got to write, you got to, for them, a lot of the time, do it yourself and then get on from that. So I'm just very fascinated to know like, who would be our greats? That will have that comedy conversation. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that was just yeah. A cool, yeah. You know, like when we do our movie, like who do we have in it? I don't know. I just think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's still a lot. I like you know a bunch of people doing good, really good stand up. It's just that the production, the amount of specials, like that. All right, it's just never going to reach the level that the comedians used to do. Yeah. You know. It just won't. Yeah. So it's like, it's harder because they don't have a, as like, I think Ali, like Ali Wong is an incredible standup, but she only has like, what, two, two big specials and then like maybe a half hour. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's also so like, funny to say only has two big specials. I, when right, like, when what, you think about Eddie Murphy, it's like, yeah, he has two big specials. Yeah. yeah he had, <laughs> and they well, were, he had two like movies. They were, yeah, they, they yeah. came out in movies. They came out in theaters. <laughs> yeah. But that's like, yeah. and that's the difference, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> and the last special to come out in movie theaters was like a Kevin Hart. And like, I don't even think people even want to do that. Like, right? Like, a couple no, years ago, Kevin Hart's special came out in theaters. And then now, I mean, I just, I mean, I'm, there might be some comics that are just like, I gotta, I have to reach that point. But like, I don't know if I were starting in, if I were starting in stand up now, I wouldn't even want that. <laughs> like, no, I want to just put my shit on Netflix, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. let me, give me, give me this, give me this 500,000 to 20 million and let me just, I mean, think about it. When Eddie Murphy's Netflix special actually drops, like, oh, that's right. I forgot that that was happening. Oh, man. I know. You've, the amount of money that dude paid, got paid. But I always think about I always think about that. It's like that would be something if it was the heyday, it would have to be an event that would be in a movie theater. But now yeah. this big comeback is going to be on Netflix. Like, well, I hope I actually honestly that is something. If Netflix is like this is gonna play in like three theaters, I'll go to one of them. That would be fun. I would. <laughs> yeah. I would. Even in this pandemic. <laughs> it's coming out tomorrow in the pandemic in this theater. I'm going to it. I mean, again, oh, oh, wait, another another crazy scene in this movie is uh, when Rosario just shows up to her boyfriend's hotel. And I do believe this. I Yo. do. I don't surprise. <laughs> I don't pop up on no motherfucking body. I just don't. <laughs> like, my luck isn't that good. I don't need to pop up on nobody because I don't need to pop up and, like, see some shit I can't see. 
you know, <laughs> I, I, like, I just don't do it. Like, this one time I tried to surprise um, uh, a girl I was dating at work, at, at her work, and um, nothing happened, but I just couldn't unsee it. I, I met her, her work, her work husband, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, never meet somebody's work and spouse. It, but, but, never but, but meet the work I, spouse. <laughs> but how I saw the spouse, because again, I knew the name, like, you know, I had a work, like, everybody got a work spouse or whatever. But when I saw him, he was just, you ever just meet somebody who's comfortable? You know what I mean? <laughs> who's just like, just comfortable. And he was so drastically opposite of me. And I was like, you might have had this tall, buff ass dude <laughs> over here just leaning over your desk, over here and telling jokes. This is my thing. As a short, as a small dude, the jokes are what helped me out. People <laughs> had this tall ass nigga with muscles telling jokes, and you over here just laughing. I, dog, I couldn't, I couldn't unsee it. I couldn't unsee it. I've never surprised anybody since. That shit was in. I was, I was, uh, I was Dang. in college, <laughs> and I went, and, and it was at the Gap. You couldn't yeah, unsee a work spouse? <laughs> no, because he was too, I wasn't ready. I was too insecure. I wasn't ready. My man over here just, and he was like the, the manager of the, uh, of the Gap. Or was okay. it the Gap? Or like BB. One of those clothing stores. Like, man, I don't, why he even here? It was a woman's store. It's BB. Like, why is he even in this jump? Yeah. Women I just love the, the scene BB. afterwards when, I just love the scene afterwards when uh, Chris was trying to explain, like, was trying to explain the way like it was nothing. No, no. They just, they just meet up at a hotel room. <laughs> and they swap uh, change right. clothes. Yeah, yeah, they like, were cold. They were cold. Like, hey, man, let's just change. Let's just change shirts. What's his name was so funny, by the way. Uh, the yeah, guy from great. Workaholics. What's his yeah. name? Anders? Anders. Yeah. Anders. 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 Oh, my God. Anders. He was so funny. Like, like like the physical comedy that he did on the bed <laughs> with that. And he's like, why? He was like, why? Oh, <laughs> why? Why? She put a, a tampon with hot, with hot sauce, sauce on it. Like, and stuck ah, it why? Why? That thing had me. I mean, there were so many good scenes. I mean, also, I think what's just so interesting is like that scene with, um, it was just a subtle thing. It was that scene with Chris Rock in the in the grocery store and he opens it he drinks it, and then there's another shot of him just like smiling to himself as he has yeah. the bottle in his hand. And I think that is something that's so indicative of like addiction, where it's not the first hit, it's the it's the satisfaction of it that comes. Yeah, like right. a second later. And like, and I don't, I think that was really lost on me the first time I saw it. I felt like this was a, this was an element of the movie that hit much harder on on the rewatch, like. He takes the the bottle that he knows is hidden behind the um, mm-hmm. radiator and just sniffs it and then throws it away. You know, mm-hmm. when when he and Rosario go into the 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 liquor store after the the scene with on with Anders and they're just like and he's just like we gotta get out of here. Like the mm-hmm. danger of being in there was like really heavy this time. You know. Um, and like, yeah, and that whole scene, it's just like, it's super sad to see him. T- we only see him take a couple sips, but he's, ha- he is so happy. And then he puts four six packs of, of this same, be- like, he's going to drink all of these tonight. Yeah. He's going to drink all of them tonight. Also was so sad. Cause I think he had a lot of, sorry, we're skipping around, but why not? Oh, yeah. Um, he also had like a really important thing when he was talking about, um, um, when he hit rock bottom and he goes, I wasn't even famous then, but when you're a little famous, people will tell you anything. Um, and I, 
I will say when when our Netflix show came out and I went back home for the first time, I mean, I remember people who did not fuck with me. I mean, I remember like people who would like. I remember I went to a school and it was a girl in my class who said like it was our senior year and it was like, oh, you had to say something nice about people before we graduated. And she goes, I know you want to do the acting thing. I'm not sure that's going to work out, but I'm sure you're going to. But I'm sure you're not going to be poor. Those are the exact words. I remember it. I remember it. <laughs> My God. And what a sure thing enough, to say. I remember. But, but this was a friend. Like, this wasn't an enemy. Like, this was, this was a girl who was in our, our friend group. Uh, and I remember she said it. And I ran into her in December. And it was like a total. It was almost as if that moment never happened. And I was like, could you, if this is on such a poor scale, can you imagine what a Chris Rock uh, like yeah, uh, the things that that they've been told, people have said to them, but yeah. who now need them? Mm-hmm. But who now like? Because I do think it's a certain <laughs> thing where like, to an extent, people feel like they need to be attached to you because maybe they don't have the life they want. So like, success in you can help propel them in their mindset. When uh, when he sees to that same end, when he sees his dad outside uh, the apartment mm-hmm. complex. And his dad is just like, Hollywood, hey, Hollywood. And he's just like, <laughs> shitting on basically him. <laughs> shitting on him the whole time. <laughs> like, hardcore. And like, Ben Vereen, this one scene, again, everybody doing one scene, acted the shit out of this scene. Mm-hmm. And when he then stops and asks him for, for money, it's like quiet. He doesn't want anybody else to hear that that's what's happening. Like, you could just tell, like, he's like, he's like I'm going to shit on you, but I need, I need you. I need, I I won't, I don't have a check. I don't, I, maybe I did cash my check. I need it. I just, can I have money? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's tough. Cause like you do feel obligated to help. Like, I mean, there are people I still help and I'm like, uh, why? Cause it's just, it's just like, it's, a, it's ingrained in you. Cause you don't want to be an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like if my dad was like, Hey, I need some money. I'm gonna be like, nigga, who, who is you? Fine, take it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, just take the thing. So I think yeah. I think Chris did a lot of dope stuff with this movie. I do think because of what Bray is saying, I I think because his acting is decent, but not, I guess, strong enough to like really come off on some of the scenes. I think that probably hindered some of the award season stuff because you know, these introspective movies, people get nominated for, I mean, not blacks. But, you know, <laughs> white people get nominated for him. It's just I think his acting needed to be a little bit. Also, you know what? It may have had too many jokes. It, like, it, I think it needed to be, for people to take it more right. serious, it needed to be a little bit more sadder. And then I think it was. That's what I'm saying. This was know. ultimately a comedy. It wasn't really a drama. Like, there is a romance storyline in there, yeah. but, like, more of a romance storyline that's in the comedies more so than, like, an actual romance movie. You know what I mean? And it was like not that. It was like fun, like interesting, introspective stuff. But it wasn't. Nothing felt serious because it was so. Because like, the the reality star portion of it, the hammy stuff, like it was just like silly. So, and we already know that the Oscars don't respect com. Like they just don't respect comedies unless it's what, what like. Is this- isn't that the problem, Bray? Like, yeah. hearing you talk the whole time, I'm like, yo, the problem is exactly what you're saying. It's like, they don't respect comedy. Where, like, they don't respect comedy, yeah. The reality star portion of it is silly, but that is a facet of our life now. Like, that is, 
Being a famous reality star is just as big or if not bigger than being a Hollywood celebrity because now Hollywood celebrities are competing with reality people and social media stars. Like if you were to yeah. ask a high school kid who Brad Pitt is, they're going to be like, yeah. Or you ask a high school kid who Michael B is, like, oh, I know Michael B. But if you ask them who who the hell King Batch is, oh, man, I saw his video yesterday. Like it's, it's a different world. So like it is so real. It just sucks that Hollywood... Or the Academy won't respect comedy. And it's a thing where I'm like, what like we don't have a big comedy award. Like what like what comedy award show is it? We can have the best comedy of the year. The best, the best, the best cameo, the best one line. Like that is something yeah. that they yeah. and you can like maybe get it with the Golden Glows because of that distinction, but because they lump in musical and comedy, it's just like it always it, goes to like La la land, you know, it's and like- <laughs> because they they Golden Globes uses comedy as a way to get in movies that were never going to compete for drama, but aren't really com- the, Martian. Like the Martian or you know. <laughs> yeah. But it was like it's just like their and their comedies are always weak. Like I don't know if Marriage Story was considered a comedy, but I I know somebody it better not if like I know someone like I don't know like you know like. It's like the the most comedic movie. Like the only comedies they recognize are Wes Anderson comedies, right. or like a really like it, like white indie film like uh, with stars like Little Miss Sunshine. That's like mm-hmm. that's like funny at times, but like at the end of the day, it's like more of a dramedy. Um, but they would never do that with a black, you, you know, absolutely not comedy. I mean, first off, we don't get to make quirky indie movies, so. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a factual. But I, the thing uh, is, I just had to say, okay. like, we don't get I, to but, do that. Well, like, Sorry to Bother You was like a quirky indie black movie, and they didn't recognize oh, it at all. So. You know what because I mean? It, like, yeah, they, yeah. if it was what, if that was like all white people, then they would have been like, oh, but because it's black people, they're like, oh, that's not really. Like, it just isn't. Like, they don't recognize there's something about black, black humor that they, that the Oscars feels like isn't Oscar work. I mean, maybe it'll change now. We actually didn't even talk about all of the changes that the Oscars did. Did you guys see well, that? Well, the thing is, I mean, I, I had a long talk about those changes and I think it's very interesting because it doesn't necessarily change the contents of what we see. Like, you still can have, um, I guess, like, uh, again, one of my friends works for the Academy and I guess was a part of the team because she's a person of color who had to come up with this and she's like, one of the biggest complaints she's getting um, from she wouldn't say what race, but she said a large portion of people keep saying. So you saying Citizen Kane wouldn't be nominated? That's one of the greatest movies ever made. And she's like, well, the thing is, you can still have Caucasians in front of the th- in front of, in the front. She's like, and that will continue to happen. Like that is not going to change. She's like, it's just the back end. And like Ava DuVernay, as a matter of fact, has um an app coming out called Crude Array Crew. Ray Crude, what is basically like all the below the line crew members of color. So it's like something that people of color can like get on and that way crews cannot say, oh, we don't have a grip. We don't have this. But I don't think it's going to be, I don't think we're going to be able to change the landscape of like black indies and stuff like that until we have people make them because Sorry to Bother You was dope. But I also think because we have such a lack of funding and the lack of Honestly, the lack of directors who can get a movie actually made as of right now, it's yeah. like we don't have the people who can take those risks. Like, I think about uh, Olivia Wilde, for instance, right? Made one movie, even though she's Olivia Wilde, got a chance to make a comedy, which was an indie, but had a good budget, now I can do a Marvel movie. I think about, you know, a lot of these 
actresses, white actresses turn directors and they don't get a chance to do a lot of, sorry, what am I saying? The, a lot of the black act directors, whether it be male or women, don't get a lot of the chances that a lot of our white counterparts get. And it doesn't matter their level. Like I was just reading about Regina King and her movie coming out. Um, and she had to put a lot of her own money into that movie just to get it made. And now everyone's like, boom, yeah. uh, this movie's thing. And she even talked about casting was important to her because she wanted good actors. And she knows the controversy between like black and British, but also to get it made, she had to have at least some type somebody of known with people like a net. yeah yeah and to get so it many. made and i'm like we don't get to risk that like we don't get to have this random ass dude in a movie and the movie pop cuz i got to mm-hmm. put somebody who's known in the movie to get the movie made cuz it's black people i'm sorry i'm just sucks. i'm actually sincerely this whole time you've been talking i'm i'm still upset that people came back with so citizen kane would would be citizen kane was an example I, i'm i've i've been seething quietly this <laughs> This whole time. Because, okay, I don't yes. want to go off. But yes, yes, <laughs> it wouldn't be nominated. Fuck Citizen Kane. Because, or, yeah. because <laughs> <laughs> it is re- representative of a- exclusive Hollywood. Like Hollywood being like, the black it, Citizen Kane doesn't star a black person and never would have. That movie never would have starred a black person. There's so, no yes. reason. There's no reason. <laughs> That black people couldn't have been in Citizen Kane. Right. There, Bruh, it wasn't a movie people... that needed to exclude blackness. <laughs> like, that's no. the point. I don't, I don't understand what people don't get about that. It's like, yeah, one of these people could have been black. They don't need to be the lead. Like, it's not, we're yeah, not saying every lead needs, <laughs> they could be a supporting character. Like, that's one of the things that it talks about. And there could be people behind the camera that are also minority. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah. It's a thing I mean, that I don't... So, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm just saying, it's so funny because I'm like, there's so many movies, not saying these movies would be nominated for Oscars, but there's so many movies we watch nowadays that wouldn't make it in. Like, yeah. Anthony Mackie was talking about Marvel movies wouldn't make it in because <laughs> they don't even have... He was like, yo... I mean, honestly, good for him. He was like, yo, I love Black Panther, but... Um, and I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, yo, but I'm also very mad at it because he's like, I've done six movies... And it hasn't been a black PA. But then yeah. when all black movie comes out, y'all can find a black crew and they go away after yeah. that movie. And I'm like, that is something so interesting where it's like, Hollywood will always talk about how diverse it is. And it's like, I mean, but it, it, is it? it I, mean, <laughs> well, I mean, for real, yeah. think about it. And it's one it? of the reasons that I like what the academy, what these rules are doing because it does to a minimal, it, what it's at least saying is going, look, we're not going to keep rewarding you guys for like not diverse. It's like, Cohen Brothers, like how many movies, like you made Lady Killers. Like how many movies are you going to make that have like zero people of color anywhere in anywhere involved within this whole making of this film? And then we're going to keep nominating you every time you make a movie? Like, no, like let's, we're going to stop doing that. And if you want to, you can make whatever movie you want. We're just not going to honor you for it. Like, and that's all it is. I think it's so funny yeah. that people, like people get so upset. It's like, I'm like, if the people get so upset, are getting us so upset now, are the same types of people who looked at us when we were like, yo, why isn't the Oscars and nominated people and be like, dude, it's just an award, who cares? You know what I mean? It's like, it's the same type of person. You're like, okay, so then why do you care now that like, you know, Wes Anderson might not get nominated for his next film? <laughs> like, why do you I mean, care? And it's, and it's frustrating when I think about actors 
It's like if you look at a majority of like our big, big actors, and I'm not gonna say majority, so I don't want it to be that vast, but like a lot, some of our famous actors, a few of them, I think about, man, they didn't pop until they were so much older than a lot of these white people. It's like I think yeah. about Viola Davis a lot. I think about Regina King. Regina King has been around since she was nine or 10 from 227. And like now we're talking about Regina King. I think about, I've been, um, I've been really thinking about Chadwick Boseman a lot. And um, again, never met him, but something about him just feels so personal. And I think about his timeline. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. his timeline of fame was six years. Because um, again, I sent, I sent you two something very random. Like my man was doing like short films and like student films in 2013. You know what I mean? Before he got Days of Our Lives and stuff like that. And I'm like... At that point, he was already in his 30s. You know what I'm saying? He was already in his 30s. And it just feels like we as black people don't have the opportunity to be have someone say, I'm a it's a risk if someone lets us do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could go to every school. Like I told you guys, like, even this movie that I'm personally trying to force a black person into the lead, I'm like, it could be. It's just literally people always saying, I there's there's few black people in this small town. Yeah, but niggas are still in the town. You know what I mean? It's like it's like this it, nigga still in the town. Like he you ended, can like, find he, a nigga in the town. He, he ended, if you're telling me like, oh, you know, this is about my town, and yeah, you know, it's not that many black people. It's like yeah, but they there. It's like it's so hard because at this point, it's like every time I hear a Hollywood person say, oh, we couldn't find this, or we couldn't find that. Yeah, it 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 hurts my feelings because it goes, one, are you saying we aren't worthy enough? to have this chance taken on us, like you would do to a white person. And that goes to white women too. Also, like, did you look? Like, yeah. it, it, And to that uh, same end, like even just thinking about like, if it's like to what you're talking about of like trying to force a black person into the lead of this movie, it's like people probably even also think, and we've talked about this multiple times on, on the show, but like, that like in order for them to be black, you have to change the movie. You know, yes, the, yes. The, the, the movie yes. has to. Uh, it's a different movie now. Um, it has to be. Uh, they're on drugs and whatever. You know, like whatever it is, <laughs> they have to like change it to make it black. And it's like no, we. And it you know just so you know, like I'm black and I grew up in an all white town and and I you know like it's like there are people that exist and it wasn't. It wasn't all of this big product. You didn't have to. You don't have to do things to make this story black or whatever. It's frustrating. The one question I heard was, but the character isn't cool. And I'm like, do you think because he's Honestly, black, thank he you. inherently becomes? <laughs> I, look, like, I appreciate, that... I, listen, I appreciate that every time I go somewhere, people think I'm cool. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Just but people I'm need so to black. know I'm not, okay? I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, all I, I, I don't even have any stories for Hollywood. I, I think it's just something in me where I think I'm starting to come to a realization, which is very dumb because we've been doing this podcast for like, the amount of a child going to grade school uh, like that length. But it's like, it, it's really starting to hit me that like, we will continue to have to do a bunch of shit. And the thing that, and the thing that's really shocking about it is, is I, I'm not a person that's like, we, we always have to create our own, but in my mind, it's like Tyler Perry is able to do a lot of stuff because at the end of the day, he has his own thing. He's able to green light his own thing. And even more and more as we pitch, the more and more as we try to get people to like green light this and that, I'm like, I'm not pitching people who look like me. I'm not even pitching minorities most of the time. So it's like, I, I understand like there's not a black person there, but I'm not even pitching somebody who comes from an experience of other. 
And I'm like, and have we talked about this yet? But there's, if there is a black person in the room, it's like one, and like they can't go. They can't be like, we're greenlighting every black (laughs) creative that comes in. Like there's been pressure on them to be like, is this the one that I have to like that I want to fight for? (laughs) Is this the one even right? Like it's like, uh, how do you fix it? Like it, but is is the fix? You know, like my grandfather um, when he was alive was never in support of segregation, but he always kept saying, you know, when they weren't allowed certain places, like growing up, his community had a bank. They had a really good school. They did these things because they had to. And I'm like, we are in this situation where Oscars mean a lot to me. But at the end of the day, it's like, should it? Like, should Yeah. Even think about, we talking about Chris Rock, it's like, Chris Rock was able to make this movie. He probably raised a lot of money himself. And it's like, he went through more hoops. I know he went through more hoops to get this movie he did made than Greta did to get Lady Bird made. You know what I mean? And that is a that is a constant in Hollywood. Chris Rock has joked about living in a neighborhood and being one of the greatest stand-ups alive and lives next to a white dentist. You know what I mean? Like it's such like a good is, bit. I, and it's just him saying that real life. <laughs> it's, it's real. It's such a memorable bit. And he's just like, this is just. Here's a bit. This is who I live next to. <laughs> like, as us on this, us on this, no matter how much money we make, no how much, like, no matter how much notoriety we uh, uh, get, we still will be seen as. I, I hate to say it, but it's like you still, we will still be seen as black, but also other because we've got the success. You know what I'm saying? And like that bothers me because it almost makes it like our blackness is different because we worked super hard or we did this and that. And it's like, no, man, we can just be normalized and simple. And again, thinking about like this movie and even Bray talking about like, yeah, it wasn't, you know, it is too much of a comedy. I'm like I've seen white comedies that are like silly and it's just like, they still get a chance or they still get to be talked about. There's still like white actors who are average, who get nominations and we always sit and go, how, Sway? Where is the scene? Where is the scene <laughs> that you're going to play for the nomination that is like, Damn it, you deserve this jump. It's like, no, we just like you in real life. So I'm gonna give you this fucking nomination. Uh that was more a dear Gerard and a yeah, dear Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, I got called out a few weeks ago for talking about Hancock too much, so I don't do a bit anymore. All Wait, right. what? You always you got called out by do one a bit. person. I don't one do a bit anymore. This is the definition of petty. I don't do a bit. <laughs> So, so, so you, so you now not gonna talk about Hancock because that one person was like, "Hey, niggas, stop talking one about person Hancock. of the I don't, thousands of thousands of listeners. I don't do a bit anymore. I'm bitless. Bitless. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I don't like this bit. Okay, so <laughs> I'm bitless, Bray. No, right, yeah. So you open Google Chrome on your phone. You're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with. When you're supposed to be working. But this site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl, though. Sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home. 
for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Live. Uh, it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood. If we feel this film fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. Feels like it somewhat helps the cause. We give it a white palm. If you think it doesn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Count of three. We're going to raise our uh, fists for the... I mean, sorry. Raise our... Uh-oh! Uh, Uh-oh! <laughs> James! Raise our ratings. One, two, three. <laughs> James. Yeah, three black fists. Yeah, that's three right. Three black fists. James, you can't give it two. I we gave it two, two black fists. <laughs> no, I mean, it's written and directed by Chris yeah. Rock, <laughs> okay. and it got every black actor in the, <laughs> yeah, every true. black comedian. He was giving they, everybody a cameo. Who, when yeah. Bruce Bruce actually showed up, because I forgot he was in the movie, but oh, they kept yeah, talking Bruce about Bruce. him, and I was like, man, I love how much love Bruce Bruce is getting. <laughs> He's not even in the movie. I said that out loud to my wife, and then they cut to Bruce Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting in the club. Yeah, man. Oh, wait. Um, See, oh, my goodness. One of the women, one of the women was on our show. Yes, Haley Marie Norman. Haley, Haley was on our show. She played that was Haley, right? It was yeah, indeed. that was Haley. Oh, my God. That was, that was insane. Haley. That scene was insane. Was I mean, I gave scene. this movie a fist because I just, man, I, it's something about, like, a dramedy that has comedy I just really love. I feel like when we hear dramedy, people... Oftentimes we lean more to the dramatic than comedy. And I'm like, I I think we can lean to comedy and still have dramatic moments. Like, again, like, you know, Braylock and James have heard me wax poetic about, like, I have a real big problem with a lot of these comedy nominations for, like, award shows. Because I'm like, it's not comedies. It's like, it is a, it's, it's a drama with four jokes. And I'm like, that is not a comedy. A comedy makes me laugh. A comedy, I should be like... I should not go, huh, that's funny. I should laugh. I should laugh. In this movie, I laughed, man. Like, seeing her stick that goddamn hot sauce. Uh, yeah. um, uh, uh, oh, my God. I can't even think of his name. Um, whatever. When she tampon. stuck that shit up hot his ass, tampon. tampon. <laughs> when she stuck it up his ass, I'm like, it is funny because, again, my man is screaming, why? <laughs> he doesn't know. And he like, doesn't know. <laughs> why? Like, that is a comedy. And it's like, you can be... Rosario Dawson is acting her ass off. She delivers jokes and she's dramatic. We can do it. Stop doing this sad comedy shit. Like, be funny. We can be. Fu- I'm. I don't know, guys. This is making me sad. <laughs> <laughs> so now I guess I'm in a sad com. Uh, anyway, I gave it a fist. Yeah. Uh, cool. So three black fists. Um, guys, thank you. Yeah, thanks for uh, listening to the podcast. If. Uh, if you want, you can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. Uh, we have our defunct uh, Patreon there. But hey, if you want to throw us five bucks, listen to those back, ep- back catalog of episodes. Totally can do that. If you rate and review us five stars, give us 
five-star review on iTunes. We'll read your review on the air. I'm going to read this one. Okay. <laughs> I got to read this one. Five stars. Okay. This is by Mick Kelser. What happened to the swirl? I, uh, and then the first sentence is, I should mention up front that I'm white. <laughs> Prior to listening to this podcast, I saw the film Mary Poppins Returns, and I was a little disappointed that Lin-Manuel Miranda's character, who has had a crush on the sister, carried three passengers across London on his bike just to go to her labor rally that didn't even benefit him in any way and was not even given so much as a hug in return. Now I have daughters, so I couldn't really express this observation to them, but after listening to the Beverly Hills Cop episode, at least uh, I knew that I wasn't imagining things. But then when I heard the review of Shark Tale, there was zero mention of the soft swirl opportunity. (laughs) That was created by an animated romance between characters voiced by Will Smith and Renee Zellweger's characters. I still like the podcast, but I feel like you guys have abandoned something. (laughs) I can't believe that Shark Tale is the one is the movie that made him go. What about the swirl? That's insane. I really appreciate this. But I can't help but feel like you guys have abandoned something. <laughs> I mean, we have abandoned it, but the fact we that have. Shark Tale was the, the <laughs> we are never going to do it, even if we were still doing it. Like, that's a kid's movie, <laughs> and it's animated, so you can't even. <laughs> no, it's right. not. A, it's a that's shark. hilarious. Anyway. anyway. Well, uh, oh, yeah. You can follow me at John Brelock. James Third Comedy. Uh, at Gerard Milligan. <laughs> All right. We're going to see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today!